one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right. There's too much negativity in wrestling. People are moaning about it all the time. So I put on a stupid hat. I'm wearing it at a jaunty angle. And what we're going to do today is we're going to take our hearts, and we're going to take our souls, and we're going to take our loins. We are just going to try and enjoy sports entertainment for a little bit. Also, hello. My name is Simon Miller. I'm quite annoying because <laughs> so I like to be a positive Pete. But I am going to take my finger of power. I'm giving the good bits up and the bad bits are down. When it comes to Montag Night Raw, because it just happened... That's just what we do. And yes, the first thing we saw on Raw was a memorial graphic for Adrian Street, who very sadly passed away yesterday. And all I would say is if you do have some time today, make sure you go and research that guy, because my word, the impact he did have, there's always thoughts and good feelings with his friends and family. We then got the big rundown of everything that is going to happen on tonight's Raw, when out came Logan Paul to do the opening promo. I was like, what a time to be alive. I didn't see this coming. He got booed as always, and I tell you, after watching a few interviews he's done recently, I hope he doesn't think that he's going to do the old school, oh my gosh, I used to be a heel, and now I'm going to switch to be a babyface. Because when you listen to the jeers, I just don't think it's going to happen. He didn't care, though, because he's not there to see any of the fans. He just wants to see Ricochet. And at one point, this got so out of control, I was like, it's Dominic Mysterio in the ring. Because everyone was just going, we hate you. He eventually said that he's going to beat Ricky in the most viral WWE match ever. I was like, yeah, continue to jeer this man, because that made no sense. And as soon as he told Ricochet to get out of here... Here came Ricochet. So don't forget, when wrestlers do do this, it means they're quite literally standing backstage going, not yet, not yet, right, hit play, I'm going. He did get a really good reaction, though, which made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum, because I do think that dude deserves it, although he had some weird lines, too. He was all like, oh, last week I was on your live stream, and this week... I'm in your head. I was like, man, that did not sound as cool as you thought it was gonna. He never came back, man, because he reminded Logan Paul that you are not the good guy in this situation. And in fact, you're an asshole and a terrible person. That made me laugh. Just drag him down. Of course, Rick still respects his in-ring ability. And then Paul said, oh my gosh, I respect your in-ring ability too. Although don't forget, you may have been the best. And then I turned up. So now you're number two. I was like, shots fired. Kinda. He's still saying that he's pretty good. Then saw a clip from the Raw Rumble and they did clash into each other when Logan wanted to shake hands or do a fist pump. And I was like, man, why would you do that? That's like an alligator walking up going, oh, why don't you get in my mouth? I definitely won't eat you. Paul then did go mega ass though, because he was like, oh, by the way, Ricochet, how crappy is it going to be for you when I do win at SummerSlam? Because the announcer's going to have to say my name and let's not forget the announcer is Samantha Irvin, (laughs) who is your girl. 
Ricochet couldn't handle this at all, and he beat up Logan Paul. Very sadly for him, though, he eventually went for a flying nothing, so Logan just smashed him right in the face. I'm just going to give you the Simon Miller warning that I have been giving you for the last month or so. If you think Ricochet is going to win this match, I would just temper your expectations. I think Paul is about to get his first W. So as always, the opening Raw promo was just a little bit long, but actually, I really like this feud. I think they're going to have a terrific match, and I think it's done Ricochet the world of good, so that even if he does get defeated, he can use this as a little bit of a platform to jump off of, which he does enjoy to do. Giving it up. But then I had a video reminding you that Imperium and Drew McIntyre don't like each other, which was very handy, because then we were with Imperium. Because I wanted to make it very clear that he doesn't live in the past, but he was also like, but I'm not a fan of this guy at the moment, Ludwig Kaiser. And I was like, Gunf, that is quite literally living in the past. And he just needs to get on with it, but instead he came up with a revival program, which was, listen, Ludwig, you're going to go to the ring, and you are going to take on Matt Riddle. And if you don't win, bad things are going to happen. So this is the most shallow relationship ever, and he ended this by going, Drew McIntyre, I'm going to end you at SummerSlam. So bring it down. There it is, the crime counter, which rolls up to 15. You can't tell someone you're going to end them. That means death. That means you're going to put them in the ground and the police wouldn't be very happy about it. Arrest this man. When it was Ludwig versus Riddle, which kind of does feel like the feud that's never going to end. And also, Matthew better hope that Randy Orton is coming back soon. Because I don't think the WWE has a direction for him. Now, this did go down and as ever, it absolutely rule. And I tell you, we don't talk about Ludwig Kaiser enough. Because one, he is the child of Bowser. But also two, he is so damn good in the ring. We should be shouting from the rooftops. Riddle did floor Kaiser to begin with when Ludwig came back with punches. When all of a sudden, everybody was busted out the suplexes. And eventually, Kaiser got bored of this. And he threw Matty Boy into Rita the ring post before he hit a big old up. I was like, man, Europeans in wrestling, every single one of them wants to be Sagat. We then got some boots to the head, and if you watch the UFC at the weekend, you know why that is so devastating. When Matt Riddle, the people, hit a German suplex. I mean, the irony. Exacta irony. Matt then started to spam the Broton, which never works. Eventually, Ludwig was like, well, I know how to get out of this, and he did exactly that. Went from nowhere, Riddle hit a bomb of power, and we got to the near falls, and I just stood up and went, yep, this is really good. I wondered why I was standing up. I was watching TV. Riddle was then the master of his own demise because he just got obsessed with doing high-flying stuff. Kaiser had enough of that, and he hit the DDT to get the one, two, three. Now, firstly, that rhymes, and now I feel pretty good in my tootsie toes. But also, two, Jim Ross would have been happy. If you know, you know. The Intercontinental Champion was also very pleased because, of course, his boy had done it, so they did shake hands. So there you go. They're back on the same page. This is totally getting up. Logan Paul then had a quick interview with Byron Saxton and was basically saying, I'm going to beat Ricochet before he kind of shoved the mic and walked off. And he also called Byron Ball. Do we have to do this every single week, Logan Paul? One day, this is going to sneak up on you too. Mother Nature's going to be like, ha ha, goodbye hair. And then you're going to come to people like Byron. You're going to come to people like me. You'll be like, please help me out. And we're going to say no. So you remember that, you damn idiot. We then got the funniest video ever. <laughs> for the Brock Lesnar-Cody Rhodes fuse. Now, it was brilliant, and I absolutely love this program. But if you didn't have the context and you heard this music, you'd be like, which one of these guys is dead? It was like an in-memoriam video. I tell you, though, that third match is going to be great, and we'll come back to that later, when WWE reminded us all, if you come up with any kind of long-term storytelling, even in the mid-card, it could work. For it was Maxine Dupree versus Valhalla, 
I can't lie. I was super pumped. I wanted to see what direction it was going in. And after hearing about how hard Maxine has been training, I wanted to see her go. And go she did. WWE also kept it short too, which was smart here. And this was just sports entertainment gone wild. Go and listen to the fans. They totally love this. Valhalla also basically jumped Maxine at the start of this, which does make sense, because she is some kind of a voodoo witch from Norway or something like that. I don't think she's going to get involved in a lockup. She also grabbed Dupree and started throwing her around by the hair. And I was like, well, doesn't mean anything to me. I can't sympathize. Maxine then smashed out an arm drag, and it's got the same reaction as if it was a Kenny Omega Tiger driver. And when she did the fisherman suplex, everybody was up in arms. This is why I love wrestling, my friends. You can craft it however you want. Chad Gable and Otis on the outside, they were like, oh my gosh, you should do the worm, you should do the worm. And she did do the worm, because why wouldn't you do the worm? And of course, this is when the Viking Raiders got involved, and they basically started casting distraction. And Chad was like, do you know how much effort we have put into all of this? So he climbed to the top rope, and he did a moonsault onto everyone. It did allow Valhalla to go to the top, but if you can believe it, Dupree cut her off out of all the moves. She hit a Japanese ocean cyclone suplex. She bent her shoulders, she arched her neck, and she got the one, two, three. And I was like, man, that is one of the greatest things I have seen. Maxine Dupree gets her win. And again, I think this is the greatest feud that has ever happened in professional wrestling. I mean, we are going to have to wrap it up eventually. But as Gable told us last week, we need the Alpha Academy rules match first. Do I want to see that? Yes, I do. Finger of Power says so. Finger of power says up. Shinsuke Nakamura and Tommaso Ciampa then found each other backstage. And they're still very angry. As they are fighting later, Ciampa was all like, oh man, I'm going to beat you. And then I'm going to go on to the SummerSlam Battle Raw and I'm going to win. And Nakamura's like, well, actually, no, I'm going to beat you. And then I'm going to go to the SummerSlam Battle Royal and I'm going to win. I look left, I look right. I was like, damn it, one of you is lying. But all of a sudden, the Judgment Day were in the ring. I had to rewind this and realize, oh, right, I missed their entrance. But at first, I was like, what happened? They wanted everybody to rise for them. As Rhea Ripley said, don't forget, Raw doesn't start until the Judgment Day says that Raw start. And I was like, listen, Rhea, I really like you, but the show has been on for about an hour. She also reminded us that she has officially taken out Liv Morgan, so she's done. When Damien Priest was all like, oh man, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins, if you keep flubbing with us, the same fate is going to happen to you. We'll break all your legs, and we'll send you to a local medical facility. Finn Balor then piped in and said something like, hey Seth, you play someone who thinks they're insane, or wants to look insane, but insanity is waking up for the last seven years and getting mad about the career you've had because of you, a dude who thinks they're insane. I was like, yeah, Finn, you tell him. Now, I don't actually think what he said made sense, but it sounded badass. I'm not going to lie, that's half the battle. As he went on to say that Seth Rollins had ruined his career, and that's why he now has these scars, and he's going to inflict more scars onto Seth Rollins. Once again, I was like, what? But it just sounded so cool. Dominic then tried to get a word in, but he just got booed out of the place. And I tell you, it's absolutely tremendous. But his major point was he's going to bring back the Mysterio name. When Rhea Ripley was like, listen, Raquel Rodriguez, I know you probably want revenge, but if I were you, I would go home and I'd stay there. Almost instantly, Raquel came out though. So here's another one. She must have been sat backstage going, I tell you, if they mention my name, I'm going to get pissed. And she was angry too because she totally went after Rhea, but she forgot the wrestling rules. Because Rodriguez is taller, Ripley went for the chop block, and this was doubly bad because where has Raquel been over the last few weeks? Nursing a poor knee. Eventually, officials did break this up, although by this point, Raquel Rodriguez had kind of been beaten up. And here is the deal. 
Later on, we had a video of Adam Pearce saying, oh, Raquel, I'm so sorry you're hurt. She was in the trainer's room. But I promise you, when you are back to 100%, we're going to do this match. Now, we're going to have to leave it there because I need another segment to explain why it's a bit like, what are we doing? But in terms of the Judgment Day just being great in the ring, I am going to give it an up. They are a terrific group. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's find out that Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler at SummerSlam is going to be fought under MMA rules. And I was like, well, is this real MMA rules or is it going to be WWE MMA rules? Nobody actually told us. Although we did get a bunch of video packages throughout this evening. And I thought all of these were so damn good made me excited about the match. I thought Shayna Baszler especially upped her game here, which is always good to see, because I think she should beat Ronda at the premium live event. And then once again, we give her a big old push. So it got me more invested. Job done. Ah. When the Alpha Academy were approached by Imperium. Huh. Now, Gunther called Otis a freak for some reason. That seemed totally unnecessary. When he looked at Chad Gable and said, you know what? I think I could beat you in five minutes. Chad was offended by this, so yeah, later on, we were getting Gunther versus Chad Gable in a five-minute challenge. Now, I've said that out loud. Yes, out of context, that sounds terrible. Let's not worry about it. And then we did get to Shinsuke Nakamura versus Tommaso Ciampa. This is actually the benefit of dudes that I really like and maybe I see in a higher position than WWE does. This just happened on random TV. And I was pleased. Of course, Big Bronson Reed was watching from backstage when Tommaso came in with the big strikes. So Nakamura was like, oh yeah, well I've got big strikes too. And he need Tommaso right in the face. I'm not kidding you. Jumper basically came back with knees and this became a knee bowl. But I did think about it and I was like, well, that is the pointiest part of the leg. Probably makes sense. Eventually he spilled to the outside where Champa did get the upper hand and he patted himself on the back. So I was like, man, Barry Horowitz is going to be pleased. And it all went bad because Shinsuke came back with the sliding German where he hit the DDT and Tommaso kicked out too. So once again, people getting so mad. I understand what's happened in 2023, 
But now it's gone back to the whole, if the DDT doesn't win a match, you should do it. Just do a damn DDT. And the ending here was totally bizarre. I suppose that WWE didn't want anybody to lose totally cleanly. Because after Tommaso Ciampa went for the fairy tale ending, Shinsuke turned it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment surprise roll-up. And apparently he held the tights to get the one, two, three. Now I do know what we're doing here. It's a tease that Shinsuke is going heel. But look, sometimes you watch something, you go, nah, chief, that ain't it. However, we do bring it down. There's a surprise roll-up counter, and it's like at 50 now, whatever the hell it is. And look, sometimes Nerd Simon just comes out, and I was like, I don't think we need to do this here, especially because a lot of matches over the last few weeks have ended with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And I would have just been happy with Shinsuke hitting the Kinsasha and getting the win. And maybe you could have done some other shenanigans before that. I don't know, take your pick. Could have thrown him into read the ring post. But look, the match was super good. I like this feud, so it's getting an up. But that finish. Sometimes things just don't work for me. What do you want me to do? Lie? I ain't gonna do that. Down. Now it doesn't actually matter, and you don't have to worry about it either, because all of a sudden we got... And here came Brock Lesnar. Now, for some reason, he introduced himself. He's like, oh, hello, I'm Brock Lesnar. I won a lot of wrestling tournaments. I was a UFC champion. And I think he said, and I'm the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. That's like... Bro, you ain't no Seth Rollins, what's going on? He then continues that he's really excited about SummerSlam because he's getting paid to kick Cody's ass. And in fact, he's been here too long. So he's going to count down to five. And unless Rhodes comes out here right now, he's going home. So he went five, four, three, two. And then Cody wrote this music hit. So it's happening again. Or maybe this time Cody was on the toilet and someone went, uh, Cody... You have to be out there right now. So he ran. He was super serious because he even ignored the whoa part of his entrance. When he got in the ring, he looked at Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar looked at him. And I was like, oh man, it's super serious 9000. This is where the American Nightmare wanted to shake Brock's hand. And I was like, what the flub is going on? And Lesnar shook his hand and he left. When all of a sudden Cody Rhodes remembered, oh my gosh, it is 2023. It is sponsored by Dives. So he dove on Brock Lesnar. Now this was a terrible plan because it just pissed off Lesnar who absolutely thumped the crap out of Cody when he got Simba the Still Steps and just batted him over and over again. He also put him back in the squared circle and hit the F5 before he walked off, but i tell you why this is exciting. Usually what happens in WWE land is that whoever stands tall on the Raw before the premium live event will lose at SummerSlam. And if Cody does get victorious here, I think that's gonna rock. And yes, I know people keep saying, but Simon, there wasn't even a reason here. You're correct. It's been a mistake on behalf of WWE. But by this point, just put it over here and enjoy what we are getting. At least this feels super duper serious and you can buy in, giving it up. When we had the five minute challenge, well, I never. Now, I was actually upset at first because within about 60 seconds, I was like, man, I need this to be more than five minutes. But actually, that was the tease here because Chad Gable and Gunther had such a good damn match that by the end of it, when we got to the five minutes and it expired and the ring announcer was like, well, I guess Chad won. Gunther lost his mind and said, nope, we're going longer. And I was like, yes. Even before that, Gunther was standing on this man's head. And I was like, man, I don't think we should do that. And when Chad Gable came back with all the strikes and the chops, these fans went crazy. He's getting over. By the time we did get to minute six and Gable was locking in an arm bar, people actually started to believe, oh my gosh, maybe he is going to do it. Which doubled because Gunther applied the sleeper. I was like, no, Gable, don't fall to sleep. And he didn't. And he got the damn man back in an arm bar. He also hit a superplex on the ring generals. I did start to believe. But basically, Gunther then fricked out. He hit the chops. He hit the bomber power. And he got the one, two, three. But you could see it on his face. He was like, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have done that. 
I actually think that Chad Gable should be the guy to win the Intercontinental Championship. Can but dream. Gunther then did his favorite new thing where he stood on Allen the announce table and he was like, Drew McIntyre, I will destroy you at SummerSlam. And look, that probably could be the best match at that pay-per-view premium live event. But also, I do think Gunther should win. He's so close to the Honky Tonk Man's record. Let's just do it. Given that McIntyre wasn't able to be on this episode too because he is away shooting a movie, I thought this was so well done. And once more, hopefully we have planted some seeds for Chad. I'll keep my fingers crossed giving it up. Then had a quick interview with Cody Rhodes where he was like, it doesn't matter what Brock Lesnar does to me, I will shatter him at SummerSlam, which is very exciting. When out came Becky Lynch. Now, of course, she has earned her shot against Trish Stratus by beating Zoe Stark, who said, look, Trish, get out here. And you know what? Let's do it right here, right now. This did indeed bring out Trish. And look, we've done that joke to death, so let's just leave it. And while at first it looked like she was going to accept, she just went, no, I don't want to do it. You can't make me. It actually turned out that Anna Pierce had enough of other people booking his show. So he turned up and he said, well, actually, Trish, you are going to do it. Get in that ring. Get me a ref. And somebody ring the bell. Ooh, the lally. Now, I actually really like this because it made perfect sense. Because we did get this. And because Zoe Stark was there. And because Trish is her friend. And because Stratus didn't want to do this. So he just got in the ring and she beat up Becky Lynch and it was the DQ. That's what you would do if you were a couple of assholes in this thing we called life. we got to do more of it. It was also great too because Lynch eventually just beat them both up. So I was like, man, this hasn't worked well for you at all. And this ties into the point I wanted to make earlier. Because Pierce found Trish and Zoe in the back and I thought Trish was great here. She was like, yeah, see, did the match, had a referee. And he was like, that was no match. So now in two weeks, we're finally going to do Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. And I did my date maths. That means it's after SummerSlam. Now, I don't actually mind this because, again, Trish Stratus' nose still looks like it's totally smushed. We don't want to make that any worse. And as a segment, I enjoyed this, so I am going to give it an up. But when we go back to the whole Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez thing, which also isn't happening on SummerSlam... Well, then I think it becomes a slight issue. Do not forget that Rhea is the women's champion. So let's say that Raquel Rodriguez is injured for real, though I'm pretty sure it's just a storyline injury. You want to have the women's championship on a thing like SummerSlam, but you can argue it's WWE's second biggest pay-per-view. Premium live event. I mean, even if you have to pivot, pivot, and just let Ripley whip somebody's ass. I mean, that's been her MO for ages. And whatever we can do to turn her into a bigger star than she already is... That's what we should do. So ultimately, I just think it's a shame that neither of these matches are happening on SummerSlam because, again, it's SummerSlam and it is going to be one of the biggest ones ever. So you see where I'm going with this. Down. When we did indeed get our main event, which was Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn taking on Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest. And I know we always do variations of this in the main event of Raw, but they always just make it work. Sami and Seth also ran wild to begin with because they attacked the Judgment Day during their entrance. To the point Finn Balor was like, well, screw this. He ran away to the back. Rollins and Zayn then just smashed Dom Dom for a while, including a double axe handle. And I was like, there it is. Moves from the 1980s. And honestly, the condom is so good because as soon as he realized, man, I am in trouble, he'd tag in Damien Priest. Then Damien would take over and he'd be in control. And Dom would be like, right, I'll get back in there. He'd get his ass whipped again. I was like, man, I don't want any of it. Because this did keep happening, Balor then came out again. And because the ref had been distracted, he started to beat up Seth Rollins. And you could just smell the shenanigans here, although I didn't see it coming. Because it built to the big hot tag for Sami Zayn, who remembered, oh yeah, 2023 Wrestling is sponsored by Dives. So he did a big old one onto Damien Priest. When Seth Rollins was like, I don't think we've had enough this evening. 
and he did one too. He also stared at Finn to remind you that this is super serious when everybody was going for their moves. And because it freaked out Rhea Ripley, she was here as well and she was casting distraction. Ref went to tell her off as Bala hit another cheap shot, which allowed Damien Priest to hit the razor's edge. And because the world heavyweight champion was now down on the floor, he looked around, he clocked the money in the bank briefcase, and he was like, damn it, somebody give it to me now. Finn Balor was the closest, so he got the thing, but of course he hesitated because he was like, oh man, I thought we had a deal. But eventually he did give it to Damo, and I absolutely love these fake cash-ins because you give it to the ref, and the ref's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, you must know what's going on. The damn money in the bank has been around about 20 years. Because there was a delay, though. Seth had taken his Phoenix down. He was back. He hit a super kick. Sami Zayn hit the Hulover kick when we stomped on Damien's head and Seth Rollins pinned him. And I was like, well, that's something we should take note of. Usually, if the money in the bank holder does get pinned for the one, two, three, it means he's about to cash in. It also meant that Sami and Seth did stand tall at the end of Raw. And I actually think when we get to SummerSlam, Finn Balor should win that World Heavyweight Championship. And if you want to have Damo cash in too, I ain't going to have a problem with it. Especially when you look at SmackDown. I don't mind Roman Reigns being the champion for 9,728 weeks. But it means we should have more fun with the other top title. Because that's how you establish differences between the brands. I thought this was very good in the sense we were going home and leading into that pay-per-view premium live event giving it enough. Which did indeed bring us to the end of Raw, and like I say, I am now super pumped for the weekend, which means it must have done its job. Up. Now, of course, please do go into the comments below and let me know how wrong I've been in my opinions for this week's Raw. We do that anyway, so I may as well advertise it. When you click the video on the screen, ups and downs to AEW Collision, there's a lot to talk about. You can also like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Go to whatculture.com to keep up to date with all the latest wrestling news, and follow us on social media. We'd love to say hello, but otherwise, SummerSlam is this weekend. Along with a lot of other wrestling, just enjoy it as much as you can. What a time to be alive. Positive Pete's for life. See you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 